Hello and welcome to Phoning It In, the improvised phone-in show where the callers have no idea what they're calling in to talk about. My name is Dave Coffey. I'm back. I've been taking a little break from the podcast for a while while I made a spin-off show called Talking It Out, which is an animated topical improv show that you can watch on the RT player or listen to wherever you get your podcast. So please go and check that out. Uh, this episode of Phoning It In is going to be a little bit de- different. I'm not in my usual studio, so I'm taking calls via video chat. That means you can watch this episode on Facebook as well as listen to it as a podcast. Other than that, it's the very same show. The usual phone lines are open, so get calling. We're going to kick things off this week with our topic of the week. This week, we're talking about bad online purchases. Peter, uh, you bought a house online. Is that right? Well, what I thought was a house. Mm. It was actually a picture of a house. Okay. So you, how much did you spend on this picture of a house? Well, I went, um, I was in a bidding war with a number of other people. So yes. eventually, I, I, 480 grand. 480 grand. So I, I can imagine what happened here is you saw online a, a mm-hmm. picture of a house, uh, yes. a, assumed that what you were going to get at the end was an actual house, but yes. instead, what, they just sent you through a photograph of the house? It was a painting. A, a painting. Okay, so you were going to yes. buy... Yes what you thought was an actual house based on a single painting of the house? Well, I didn't know it was a painting. That's really what attracted me to the house was, you know, how sort of beautiful it was. It, was, it looked magical. So um, it was turns a... Out it, but yes, I can't live in it. No, you can't. I mean, you can't live in a, in a, in a, in a, in a painting or a photograph. No, I, I, I could open... Uh, I, I sliced with a um, scalpel the door and tried to... Get in. I don't think but you I, should have done that. That's because yeah, now you now now the owners uh, they're, yeah. they're going to not want to want to return that. Did you try and return it first? Oh well, after because because I thought I'll make this work. You tried to make you know, it work first. I yeah. tried to make it work, um, but oh, no, they Peter. won't accept it. Um, Peter, if and, you hadn't cut a hole in the door, you could have yeah. probably got your four hundred and eighty grand back. I doubt it. Because I think they were delighted with that sale. I mean, was, I, yeah, unless it was by some uh, very, very famous artist. I mean, that is not a good deal for you. It's a great deal for them. Absolutely. So they made me sign a contract. And there was so much small print, Dave. You know, as you would expect with a house. So I just thought it was all red tape and the usual. So I just signed it. But it turns out that anyway, they wouldn't have accepted it. It for some sort of, sort of refund anyway. So no loss there. Okay, stay on the line, Peter, because mm. I've got Larry on and Larry is the actually mm. the guy who sold you this picture. Mm. Uh, Larry, what's the crack yeah. with this? This isn't very fair. Oh, it was a great sale. No, I know it's a great sale for you, but I'm saying that w- yeah. what about Peter? Like he's put his life savings, I'm imagining, yeah. Peter, I don't know if you're a multimillionaire or not. Oh, no, no. I have a huge mortgage on this painting. You got a, a mortgage I, to buy a painting? I really appreciate that. I really do. Yeah. I'm just, it's so refreshing to see a patron of the arts, really, uh, to, that'll put that much of their own hard-earned cash into um, supporting a local artist. Uh, Peter, this, this is by far... Peter. Peter thought he was getting a house. He didn't think he was getting a painting. Well, I mean, I was, it, was, it was the picture of the painting. So I, like, and Have you I, done I this just, kind of thing before? Have you sold other pictures of houses with just, people thinking they were actual houses for sale? Uh, well, uh, bits and pieces. Not so much houses. Like I'd, I'd sell um, maybe like uh, a picture of a, 
I did a lovely picture of like a, a car and that sold very well on AutoTrader. Um, I, I well, hang sold, on, hang uh, on, hang on. What are you doing selling it on AutoTrader? Because that's for actual cars, not pictures of cars. Well, it's also where car enthusiasts are, Dave. No, so I, I like to true, target yeah, where the car true. enthusiasts are. A lot of people go on just that browsing and, uh, you know, maybe they can't afford the full car. They might go yeah. for um, a, yeah, that a makes, very that makes sense. Hand, yeah. hand-painted, yeah. very real. Peter, uh, where did you see the painting first? Was it on, was it on Daft or, or where was it? Oh, no, it was on adverts. Yeah, okay. So did that not throw up some, like, why am I buying a house on adverts? Kind of unusual. You can get everything on adverts, Dave. Everything. I once bought uh, in the same trip online a Nutribullet and a coffee table. Okay, where? On adverts. Oh, on adverts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah. saying they have everything. Well, hang on a second, Peter. You've gotten a massive mortgage uh, to pay off this painting. What bank let you get a mortgage? Uh, without uh, having any kind of uh, survey done on this or anything. They just gave you a mortgage for to buy a painting. AIB. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to talk to your, your, your bank manager, uh, Simon. Oh, Simon's way. on the line. Hey, Simon, what's going on with giving people uh, mortgages for, for ah, any, anything? We're giving them away. Look. They came in here. They were really excited about the purchase. I said, done. Sight unseen. Here's the cash. Two bags out the door. See you later. Keep the coffee mug. You can put it in your new bloody house. I mean, he could just stop p- paying that mortgage. And what you, all you're going to be left with is, is a picture. I wouldn't a- do that. I wouldn't do that. Peter wouldn't do that to me. We've been best friends for 10 years. He's been borrowing money off of me since he was this high from the ground. <laughs> I say, yeah, that's my height. That is my, my adult height. So he's been 10 years. So yeah, you were an adult 10 years ago, obviously. Um, yeah. What other kinds of things has he bought with loans from you, Simon? The motorbike. The, remember the motorbike you bought? Motorbike yes. was just made out of just ham and two picks stuck in between. How much did you? How much did you spend on that motorbike made of ham, Peter? Well, look again. I I loved the look of the bike. It was like nothing I'd seen before. So I had some savings, and I took out a mortgage to buy it, and um, spent well close to two hundred grand on a motorbike made of ham. That was my second biggest sale. Oh, that was you as well? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, uh, I was, I did a period of sculpture. Um, and yeah, so the, the ham cycle was, beautiful. wow. It, the rest it of the things beautiful. sold, they were all between 30 and 50 euro. Like, and then that one just, that was a real outlier in terms of uh, the price I got for it. Was there so even was anyone that. bidding against you, Peter? Or did you just like jump in there with, what was it, 200 grand? I had to have that. Yeah. I had to have it. So I just, I'd, I, I didn't really want the stress at the time of a bidding war because I already owed the bank so much money that I, I just, I couldn't take any more stress. And bidding wars, I don't know if you've been in one day, they're brutal. They're, they're brutal. And every day is like, oh, is somebody else going to come back? And yeah. then I'll have to come back. It's very stressful. So I was like in and out. How many mortgages do you have, Peter? 
Well, yeah, about 17. 17. And they yeah. all came, so I could see Simon there on the line. Uh, he's nodding his head. Say something there, Simon. What, what have you got to say about this? 17 mortgages. I've never been richer, Dave. <laughs> but we have a great relationship, me and Peter. We have a great relationship. He comes over to the house. He has tea and coffee in my office. Well, no wonder you have a great relationship. He's your cash cow. He's your meal ticket. Look, I don't regret any of them. Why? Why don't you? Like, this was a painting that's not worth anything now. I've got um, a painting in my, um, well, on in the wall, in a space that I stay in, (laughs) and it says no regrets. Oh, this is a different painting. How much did you pay for that one? Uh, what was it again, I Peter? Not, I'd actually rather not say because I feel like the fact that you said these are stupid purchases, you're not going to get it and you haven't seen the painting so you don't know the value of it. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's done in calligraphy, calligraphy style and it's, um, it's printed out on kind of a, a brown paper and it's, it's really, it means a lot to me and the message, no regrets. I don't know if you've ever heard of something like that but it just I've, I've heard the same before, yeah. How much did you spend on it? Yeah. 80. Um, 80. 80 grand? 80k, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Listen, it, got, it got wet there, yeah. How did it get wet? Well, it's outside. That's where, you know. Oh, you, you're living outside? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine you would be all right. Listen, uh, look, I, there's nothing I can do for you here, Peter. You're 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 clearly in a cycle, and you're going to stick with it. I want to thank. Well, I'm not really looking for help. I was just calling in to brag to, to just say what's going on with <laughs> my life. Okay, well, listen, it's been great talking to you. Thanks so much for phoning in. Uh, I'm going to move on to another caller now. Katarina is on the line. Katarina, you bought a chest online. Is that right? Hola, sí, yeah, I, I bought it just online and uh, it's very nice actually, I'm very happy with it, but uh, what I found inside of it is uh, quite interesting for for the time at the moment. What, what so, did you find inside the chest, Katarina? So I found inside a small uh, carcass, so at the moment it's trying to work out what is a carcass, who is a carcass, what was it, who is this person, what is the spirit that comes alongside it, and uh, yeah, it's kind of Whoa, a curious thing for me second, right now. Wait a second, you found a, a human body inside the chest? Yeah, right inside of it. Um, uh, 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 have, you any idea, have you any idea where it came from or why it was inside the chest? Uh, this is the thing, I don't know. So I, I, I pick it up from the guy and we have a nice chat. He actually offered me a nice coffee and we he similar interests and everything like that is fine. And we chat and the chest is perfect. The chest is exactly what I wanted for because I want to put some cushions on top of it and use it more for a seating area more than anything else for storage. Uh, but anyway, I get home and I open it up and it's like, oh, carcass. So, so now I'm just like, what do I do? Does it, did it smell? Like, is it in bad shape? Like, the exterior is perfect. So the wood of it is really no, nice. No, no, no. The, 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 the body. I'm talking about the body. Oh, the body. Oh, God. It's, oh, it, it is really, really bleak. It's, I would say, I don't know. It's a, uh, what's the word uh, in English? When you're uh, decomposing. It's a decomposing, yeah, it's decomposing body. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Can you tell if it's a man or a woman? 
Ah, it's hard to tell if he was a kind of a slightly larger man or a woman because they have a yeah. You can see sort of it's a this, yeah flesh. A slightly <laughs> larger man or a presumably very large woman was it? Ah, there's a sort of I don't know. You could say it's man boobs or boob or I don't know, but it's definitely the, decomposing. So, did you get back onto the the person who sold you the chest and ask them why there's a body inside? I like that guy. I didn't want to be all like rude about it. So I just, I don't know. I haven't spoken to him yet. I just, maybe I'll call him, but then it seems weird to call someone and be like, hey, someone, somebody in the chest is me. Like, it seems so rude. It is a little bit rude. I know what you mean. But at the same time, he, I feel like he may be trying to offload a dead body on you, which could, you know, that could come back to haunt you. I mean, not like in a, ah! <laughs> I don't mean no. in a ghostly way. I mean, I know. Uh, uh, in a legal way, you know, if, if this person turns out to have been, I don't know, murdered or something, and then the police find you with the body, like that could be a, a difficult one to explain. Okay, David, now, now this is, uh, so this has changed a little bit. You're making me a little anxious because I originally was like, okay, what do I do? But now it seems so serious. Um, okay. Well, look, uh, uh, Lemmy is on the line. Lemmy uh, is the guy who sold you the chest and he, he, he heard you there and he wanted to come on. Lemmy, what's going on with this chest? Why is there a dead body inside it? Well, it's a beautiful chest. First it's of all, I think so that's nice. the main thing. It's a it's a gorgeous, um, it's a Georgian uh, chest has uh, gorgeous uh, features on it. Uh, it's it's a period piece, and it's 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 really it's a beautiful chest. Really, is what I'd like to first of all get across. No one's no one's disputing the. It sounds like a great chest, but why is there a dead body inside? Well, and I listen. I'll get to that absolutely, but I just wanted before we got to the whole dead body thing. I wanted to just sort of yeah, okay, let me yeah, like skip right over the fact that it's a fine. No one's questioning. I'm sure it's a lovely chest, and I'm sure it it was it was a reasonable price paid for it. Why was there a dead body inside? It was actually a very reasonable price. Anyway, the dead body. Um, it's uh, it's my aunt. Um, that's that's you know. Listen, uh, have you ever? So she was a large woman, was she? She was a large woman. Okay. She was a large woman. Have you ever, um, you know, you spend some time with somebody and you really make a connection and uh, you spend the night with them and you think, um, oh, I hope, uh, I hope I get to see this person again, but you're not sure that they feel the same way. And then you might leave something behind in their house or apartment or something. Uh, well, I, the only thing I had in the house was um, Muriel. Um, so I, I put her in the chest. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying here. You and left, now, you left your dead aunt in the chest because you were hoping yeah. to meet up with Katerina again. That that well, I just I, she's a an enchanting woman, and uh, I think that we really really hit it off on that sale. It's not often you make a connection like that, and right. uh, yeah, because you mentioned you guys had a coffee and a chat, and she felt a little bit awkward about whether or not she wanted to call you back. Katerina, uh, are you hearing this? What, what's your response? It was so funny because you rushed back inside with the chest and you were like, I'll be a couple of minutes and then you come back out. with, And so you were stuffing your aunt, your dead aunt into the chest. <laughs> guilty. Yeah, yeah. Guilty. Yeah. Yeah. That was me. <laughs> so it's just the quickest. Yeah, I just grabbed whatever was nearest the door. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm guessing, Lemmy, that you wanted to put something in that was of significance. Because if you Absolutely. had it just thrown in, I don't know, a rubber ball or something in there, Anything she would have just... Yeah thrown it in the bin but because it was a, a loved one uh she had to she had to get in touch 
that's it. I was counting on her good character to see that it was something of in, immense value, which it is, of course. Yeah. Um, you know, she's my aunt. And uh, it was it was lucky that I was selling the chest between uh, the death and the removal. It was that middle day. Um, so she was in and the she house. Was just sort of, she was just hanging around the house. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and she was near the door because we were going to bring her to the, the lads were coming up to pick her up. Uh, now, I, had some, a... I had some chat with the removers when they arrived. I said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there has been a lot of decomposition, it sounds like, in between because uh, Katerina wasn't, wasn't able to identify whether it was a man or a woman. Or maybe that's just how she was in life. Well, I want to just no, um, no. She was very much alive and fully composed when she was alive. Um, but I want to just harp back to the. the oh no, sorry, the I, I didn't mean that she was decomposed uh, in in life. I just sort of meant it's unusual that she seems to have decomposed quite quickly in the interim because now yes, it's I'm, hard to tell if she's a man, if she's a woman. Is she just was she just a bit unusual in in when she was alive? Is what I'm saying. Probably what happened is it's had it's such a good chest that it's probably hermetically sealed, and the moisture of her own uh, juices and and, and <laughs> juices, her own body juices, um, <laughs> probably whipped up a bit of a storm in there. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. And if anything, it speaks case. to the quality of your craftsmanship. Well, thank you. Yeah, well, I, um, that's what I was getting at. Katarina, is this uh, uh, one of the most romantic gestures that anyone has, has ever made to you? Would you say? You know, it's so crazy. I love romance stories and everything like that. And do you, you know this movie with uh, Lady Gaga and the guy and this I was watching yesterday? <laughs> I haven't seen that movie. Is, does somebody leave a dead body in a chest? No, he's like a, he's a singer who's got a really bad alcohol drinking problem. She's working as a waitress or something like that. But anyway, he dies in the end and it's kind of bad and sad and everything like that. But it's just, I always wanted that, something like that, something big. And this feels um, big, you know, for me, Lemmy. Were you uh, attracted to Lemmy when you met him? Yeah, he's really a handsome guy. He's got a really nice body frame and everything like that. He he does incredible chests. Yeah, no, we've heard about the chests, yeah. Um, so what do you think? Are you guys going to meet up again then? I suppose you'll have to return the, the body. Well, that's what I was going to say is that um, if, if you're interested, Katerina, um, the, the funeral actually is at uh, 11 tomorrow morning and I'd love to have Muriel and yourself there um, if, you, if you're interested and maybe you could grab a couple of sandwiches after. Can't say I'm busy. It sounds kind of nice. Okay, great, guys. Well, it's, it's a love match and, and it's lucky, actually, that you did get in touch uh, with us, Lammy, because otherwise you would have, <laughs> would have had an awkward uh, time at the funeral with nobody to bury. And so I'm glad everything worked out well between you guys. Thanks very much, Dave. Oh, well, I had a, I'd, a, um, a, I'd made a chest uh, like to fit in the, the coffin anyway, like a body-sized chest, so I would have been fine. No one would have been looking inside. But you're right, it's good to have the actual body and to bury Muriel um, with respect and dignity yeah. as she deserved. Yeah. That's what that, I think that's what she would have wanted. Um, we're going to move on to another caller here. We're still talking about bad online purchases. Uh, Sammy is on the line. Sammy, you bought a weapon online. Yeah, that's right, Dave. Yeah, I'm a bit of a collector. You know, I have a beautiful range of swords, uh, shields. Now, I've never... It's got... It's hard to describe, right? It's got like a, got a thin, kind of like a handle edge on it all right but as it goes further up it kind of it kind of balloons into kind of a big circle at the top of it 
So it's kind of like a shield on a stick. It's dead flat. Like I've never like, I, it's kind of, well, I say flat, but it's kind of curved at the side ever okay. so slightly. It's not, so it's not like a, uh, something like a lollipop lady would hold. No, 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 no. It's a weapon. <laughs> it's what, it's sir? A weapon. It's a weapon. Okay. Yeah, it's a weapon. It's like, uh, like you'd probably use it to bash people on the face with, maybe. There's no image or anything on the round part. It doesn't say anything on there or anything like that. On the round part? No, no, not really. Well, no, it has like, uh, has like a, like, it has like a word <laughs> written on the bottom of it. Uh, you know, it's like, it's just a bunch of letters. I don't know what it means. It doesn't mean anything to me, really. What, what, what are the letters? Uh, there's a K in there. I can't remember. It's like, there's a bunch of different letters. <laughs> Truly, this is uh, the find of the century, if you ask me. And I, and I really feel like, God, I feel like, um, <laughs> I feel like a new man with it, honestly. Like, it's, it's really, uh, you know, uh, I don't know what there's left to do in terms of, 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 of uh, collecting. I think I've kind of reached my goal, you know, reached the end, the peak. Do you know what I'm saying, Dave? Yeah, no, I do. I do hear what you're saying. Um, I want to bring on a, a historian who might be able to shed some light on what oh, this amazing. object yes. is. Uh, uh, Logan is on the line. Logan, can you give us some insight into what this weapon is? Well, it sounds. Well, thank you, Dave, for having me on. It sounds like, and I might be. Uh, I'm just guessing because the description of it was quite. Um, sparse in details, uh, but it sounds like it might be just a, a latrine scoop. Oh, what's that? It might be. Well, um, it 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 would have been used um, probably latrine to scoop a scoop. Yes, so that uh, there would be latrines under each one of the beds, and uh, it would have been um, one of the lower house servants' job to sort of um, scoop the latrines uh, from under the beds and, and clean them out. And this sounds, like a, this sounds like a latrine scoop. It certainly doesn't sound like any weapon I know. Sammy, okay, well, does that sound right to you? No, uh, definitely didn't. Well, I have a couple of questions about why you would need to scoop a latrine. Um, well, you'd, well, but that was only the name. I mean, what you were doing is you were actually sliding it under, almost like a um, pizza like uh, a tray. Pizza, a pizza tray, exactly. Yeah. Just sort of, you'd, and there was a bit of a technique involved in it. You'd have to get quite low, and it'd be a, a swift, quick movement underneath the tree, and they'd scoop it out. Yeah, because what you don't want to happen is you don't want to topple it over uh, and get the contents on the floor. So you got to get in a quick scoop and pull it back out, and then I presume you go and empty it. Then uh, that would have been your job. Absolutely, yes. That's that's exactly it, and and that's where the saying uh, "don't uh, fill the latrine" comes from. Okay, well, we've got another eBay collector who wants to join in the the conversation. Pat, uh, Pat, are you interested in this latrine uh, scoop? I am very interested. I don't think it's a latrine scoop. Um, oh, thank you, Pat. But I'm not. Sure. I mean, I'm not sure, but I'm very interested. Also, I collect weapons uh, myself. And I'm, I have a sort of a, um, a pronged instrument, which I can only assume was used for poking and prodding at people's faces. And I'm just wondering if it's part of a kit. Um, Sammy, can I just trouble you to uh, check? Are the other letters on your um, weapon? N O R or 
Oh my god. Uh, yeah. It's a, it's from the gnaw. It's a gnaw weapon. Yes, I have the pitchfork pronged version, and it sounds like you have the um, the the spoon weapon. I I I mean I. Oh my god! I mean uh, this is. I'll pay anything. I, I was about to say the same thing to you. I'll pay anything. No, I'll I'll pay. I'll pay anything. I'll fight you. I'll fight you I'll, I'll for this. I'll fight anything. What's going to win, a shield on a stick or a pronged poking device? Well, let's just see, I suppose. I'll do the scooping if you can get near enough. Well, I'll do the poking if you can be here. So, Pat, what you're saying is that this is part of a collection of uh, utensils, I guess, that Weapons. nor, nor Weapons. the company that makes soup. Uh, it's, no, it's, no, 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 no. These are, are a people. These are a, um, a medieval ancient. ancient <laughs> From uh, where? People. From France. Okay, K-N-O-R-O-R. O-R-O-R. Okay. The, the food company is presumably named after... These people, because the food company would have no interest with these weapons. What would have? No, 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 no. These are deadly weapons, Dave. Logan, does any of this make sense to you, Logan? What they're talking about? It sounds like they've got a spoon and a fork from Noor. Well, I I didn't get the scale of the that it it could be a spoon. Yes. Um, Can I ask, Sammy? Have you mounted a spoon over your fireplace? Is that what you've done? I've mounted a weapon over my fireplace. Can you hold it you comfortably in your hand? Can you hold it in a, in a single hand? Yes, of course. The other hand would be pre- presumably the stick with the prongs at the end. You'd have one in one hand and one at the other. <laughs> Logan, what yeah, are, no, this, what this, are they Dave, describing? Dave, this sounds like this sounds like a spoon and a fork, Dave. I um, think so. <laughs> I thought this was a serious historical conversation. This honestly sounds like this man has bought a spoon and. Uh, Mounted it above his, his fireplace. I think that's what's happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, listen. I don't want to take anyone else's uh, any more of anyone else's time talking about a spoon and a fork. Uh, Sammy, best of luck. And uh, thank uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're happy with your purchase. Okay, thanks guys. Thanks so much for your call. Um, I normally do a bit in the middle of my show where I ask you to support my Patreon account, but this week I want to ask you to support comedians that you love who are currently unable to gig, but are doing their bit to keep us all entertained online. So some regulars to the show that you can support are Kevin McGahern, Tony Cantwell, Alison Spittle, and the Dream Gun crew. Uh, some of them have Patreon pages. Others use a thing called Coffee, spelled K-O-F-I. Uh, if there's anyone else you want to support, maybe reach out to them and ask them if they have a Patreon and maybe it will encourage them to set one up. Cheers. My special guest joining me online today is a regular to the show, uh, Jake X. For those of you who haven't heard from Jake before, he is a reality factualist, not a conspiracy theorist, and he lives with his friend uh, Jim Corr. Jake X, welcome to the show. Uh, Jake, you're actually on mute there. Jake, welcome to the show. I wasn't on mute. No? That was... That was a, a test to see if you're listening. Okay, yeah. Well, uh, I'm listening, Jake. Welcome to the show. Um, Great to be back. But you have to check everyone. You need to be on high alert at the moment. Very, very high alert. Well, I was going to ask you, because it seems like the world has gone topsy-turvy since we last spoke. What's going on? What's your take on this current uh, coronavirus COVID-19 situation? 
uh, virus give us more information you know nothing isn't planned anymore there everyone's using monday and slack these tools for project management I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is no different from any other project being run by a multinational or a government. Uh, it's been run on Slack or Monday or some similar something platform. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But if that's the case, Jake, and I'm not disagreeing with you at all because, you know, you've been right in the past, um, who is in control? Who is running this project that is COVID-19? Well, obviously I don't know that. Um, but I have been writing letters um, and disinfecting them and sending them out to uh, all the possible uh, culprits, the possible um, instigators. Hello. So um, Ronan Keating, um, Bob Dole, and um, uh, um, Mother Teresa. And um, Frank Geary. Who's Frank Geary? He is a architect. Okay. Well, I, how did you come up with this list of suspects? I, I, like Mother Teresa's dead. No. Ronan Keating was in a boy band. Like, why? Why would they possibly be nope. involved? Neither of those things are true. Which uh, was Ronan Keating wasn't in a boy band. Ronan Keating was not in a boy band, and Mother Teresa is certainly not dead, Dave. Okay, so he is alive and kicking. What? Okay, we'll we'll take those one at a time. What was Boyzone all about? If if it wasn't, yeah, that's like a very good question. <laughs> what? What was it all about? Yeah, what, what was, was it all about? Did you ever see that Late Late Show? The first time they were on? yes, yeah, famous footage, Dancing. yeah, yeah. What was that all about? Well, I I, I thought it was uh, uh, a misguided attempt to introduce uh, a new boy band to Ireland before they were way before they were ready to be unveiled to the country and they made fools of themselves on national television. That's my reading of the situation. But what is the reality there? What is the fact? Well, it worked on you anyway, Dave. That was the brainwashing that they were intending on doing. Okay. Actually, it was a call to um, become a farmer because at that time, uh, agriculture was kind of suffering in Ireland. People weren't really going into rural jobs. They were all coming up to the city. So actually, there was a whole load of underlying manipulative uh, words, dance moves, symbols that were all about getting more people into farming and into rural industries. I see what you're saying. So so people people saw these idiots up on stage and the Late Late Show dancing uh, and, they, and, and they're sitting at home in, in, in parts of rural Ireland and they're going, oh my God, would you look at what's happened up in Dublin? It's worse than we ever thought. The absolute state of them, uh, let's stay here and work on the farm instead of going and getting jobs in Dublin. Well, I suppose you're jumping from A to C there and it would have all happened subliminally because obviously most people watching it would have thought what you thought, oh, look, you know, these... Um, Egypt's embarrassing themselves. It's a boy band. They're trying to bring a boy band. But subliminally, there was a whole load of things going on that were ending up with people going, you know what? I'm going to stay in the firm. Okay, so let's take a a, a section of it then and break it down. Uh, Shane Lynch's braces, what was that about? Oh, well, that was about tractors because all tractors are red. 
Okay. Yeah. So that and, was just a, a, a subtle, uh, a subtle cue at the, yeah. the, the kind of, um, equipment that we're familiar with in, in agriculture. Um, and also they are elastic and a tractor is also a very flexible piece of equipment because you can kind of haul different things around the farm, but you can also kill somebody by accident with one. Yeah, they're very flexible in that sense. That's absolutely true. Listen, it's it's always it's always fascinating uh, talking to you, Jake. And I wish we could talk about why Mother Teresa isn't dead. But I do have Me some too. callers on the line who are want to avail of your knowledge, I suppose, your expertise in all things uh, reality factualism. So Kylie is on the line. Kylie, you suspect your local priest is spying on you. Is that right? Yeah, that's right, Jake. Uh, thanks a million for taking the call and thanks as well to yourself, uh, Dave, for, for still telling us. Um, my local priest is, he's after setting up digital mass, uh, which I have been availing of and really enjoying. But, uh, he, you know, over the course of the, the sermons over the course of the week, I've started to notice that he seems to uh, be referencing stuff that it indicates that maybe he's been watching is staying online on the webcam during the during the evening. Uh, he made reference to just weaved right into talking about uh, Jesus at Lazarus. He started talking about. He just mentioned uh, that I had lovely pajamas, and it's made me really, really uncomfortable. I want to stay connected to the flock, but I'm really freaking out. What uh, what kind of pajamas did you have? They're actually they're well they're 100 cotton. Um, I would be quite a sweaty person, Dave. I get very warm at night and I haven't got a summer duvet as well as a winter duvet so I just I, I find cotton breathes very well and he he seemed to pick up on all of that how much do you think he's been watching you through this through the webcam it's hard to know because I'm so full of faith part of me thinks is this Jesus telling him about my pajamas or is this the webcam um what does your heart tell you my heart tells me he's a pervert. Mm, I think you're right. Can I, just, can, can I just pop in there for, for a second? And Dave, I love what you did there. Lo- I, I, I love what you did there. And Kylie, oh, love. I mean, I'd say you accept all sorts of spam and phishing emails. Do you see how easy there it was for Dave to ask you about your pajamas? Now he knows about your pajamas. Did the priest ask you about your pajamas earlier on in the day? You explained, and then he said later, "You have nice pajamas because you'd already explained what your pajamas were like." So, Jake, you're saying I'm easily manipulated as a personality? As a personality, yes. I think we can clear this up because I'm going to bring on the priest in question. Father Liam uh, has been listening. I wanted to come in and clear some things up. Father Liam, what's going on with this? I can clear this up very, very quickly. Uh, so the question is, like, have I been spying on one of my parishioners uh, via the webcam? I think spying is, uh, it depends on how you, um, how you uh, define it. Well, how do you define it? I mean, uh, the question is simple. Have you been watching her through her webcam or when she doesn't know? Right. That's, a, that's, that's a question. That was the question. That was the question, yeah, yeah. All right, well, listen, uh, well, when she doesn't know, I, I see something that's, that probably deserves some sort of a compliment. Would I not say it? Would I not say it, Dave? Is that what you're saying? Because I hope that's not what you're saying. I hope you're, say- you're not saying that we as priests need to be further removed from the communities that we're in. 
oh, the separation of, of church and state, and we shouldn't have any say in how the government runs it. And now it's, oh, don't be spying on your parishioners via webcam. So you're admitting, you're admitting then that you did spy at a time when you shouldn't have been when she was in her pyjamas. I listen, I, uh, as Donald Trump will attest, sometimes the camera stays on lo- a little bit longer than you expected it to. And uh, she was in her, her, her nightgown and her uh, lovely cotton, um, uh, whatever they were. They were lovely. And I don't just want to say they were lovely. Do you know what we wear all day? Black. That's all I wear. Apart from now, obviously. But like in general, all yeah. I'm wearing is black. And my, Ellie, my, what do you make of this? Do you think this is reasonable behavior from Father Liam? Whatever Father Liam said there now, that sounds reasonable, yeah. Um, I'd buy into that. Whatever, really? exactly, exactly, exactly as he said it, I believe it. I believe it to be true. You seem, to be, faith. You seem to be a very suggestible person, Kylie. It's, no matter what somebody says, you seem to agree with it. Let me, let me put so, something yeah. to you. Yeah, I do. Let me put something to you. This man is a pervert. He's betrayed your trust. He's not a man of God. And he should be uh, put in jail. What do you think of that? Do you think that's true? I'll try and put him in jail. I don't know how. Go on. Well, just sorry. I mean, I think that there was a couple of things I'd like to get us back on there. I'm not a pervert. I'm a priest. Can't be both. Jake, I want to bring you back in here. What do you make of all this? Well, I just think that um, everything's crystal clear to me. Kylie is like an empty vessel. No things happening in there. Isn't that right, Kylie? Jake, that's very interesting. Thank you. Can I yeah. just, before, I, before, I, before we leave this, can I just ask Kylie one question before we go? Sure. That's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what are you wearing now, Kylie? I'm afraid we're out of time. I want to thank all of my callers today, but I especially want to thank Pearl O'Rourke, Luke Benson, Kate Feeney, and Stephen Bradley. Guys, do you have anything you want to plug while we're all on lockdown? Luke, you go first. Uh, No, not really. Um, Yeah, just like Dave said, actually, if you can support some of your your comedians, people that you uh, enjoy watching, uh, obviously live gigs are stopped at the minute. So if there's anybody, an artist that you would like to support um, at the moment, that'd be a great call. So whoever that would be. Great. Stephen? Dave, I want to plug Mob Theatre um, Dublin on Instagram and keep an eye for any updates on shows and classes um, uh, in the near future. Uh, also, support all your favourite artists. Um, give them everything that you have. <laughs> and um, oh, be nice to each other. Mm. Uh, Pearl? Uh, I will also plug Talking It Out. It's a great time to catch up on all the episodes you might have missed. That's it. Uh, talking out, where, where can people find that, bro? People can find it on uh, the RTE player. Um, also, wherever they get their podcasts or YouTube. Uh, and you, were, of course, were in it. And Luke was our editor slash co-animator. Fun fact. Um, yes. Kate, do you have any other plug? Um, yeah, so another improviser friend, Porig Walsh, and I are making a podcast at the moment called uh, The Behavioural Vaccine, which is all about how we can change our behaviour during COVID-19. Um, so it's sort of serious corporate case um, and Porig talking about that stuff. So if you yeah, want to give that a listen, it's on Spotify and iTunes and all that stuff. 
Amazing. Okay, brilliant. Thanks, guys. Thanks again. Thank you to the Heads of Podcast Network for having us and to John O'Farrell for our theme music. That's all for this week. Uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Hopefully, we'll be back next week with more Phoning It In. Thank you. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.